Welcome to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, pastor at St. Benedict the Moore Parish in the Hill District and also St. Mary Magdalene Parish, serving the communities of the East End, Homewood, Point Breeze, and Wilkinsburg sections of the city of Pittsburgh. This morning, we visit the Pittsburgh neighborhood of West Oakland, almost my next door neighbor, and the campus laboratory school of Carlo University. The school was founded back in 1844 as St. Mary's Academy, the first Mercy Academy in the United States. When the Sisters of Mercy moved from downtown Pittsburgh to their present site in Oakland, they brought the academy with them. Mount Mercy College later became Carlo College and then eventually Carlo University was established by the Sisters of Mercy in 1929 to educate young working class women. The campus school is unique in the Pittsburgh region because it is a laboratory for learning for students, future teachers, and current teachers. The Sisters of Mercy embraced five critical areas of concern as well as service. The school has strong relationships with another university and is building connections with the community and provides a supportive and challenging learning environment. My guest this morning is Jessica Webster, the head of school at the Campus Laboratory School of Carlo University. Jessica, welcome this morning to Catholic Education Plus. Thank you for so much for having me. And thanks for being with us here on this uh, Sunday morning. Now, Jessica, the name of your school is interesting because you are an educational laboratory, and clearly it's not the students who are learning. Can you tell us about the unique name? Absolutely. So laboratory schools have a storied history that dates back all the way to the 17th century. Um, they're typically situated on college and university campuses as a way to train our pre-service teachers and provide opportunities for research and innovation. So Campus Laboratory School welcomes practicum and student teachers from Carlo University. And we also provide professional development opportunities to currently practicing teachers in the profession. Um, we participate in the Sister Mary Paul Education Symposium and Speaker Series, provide dyslexia and learning series, which are free to teachers throughout the region as well as parents. And our teachers often um, have opportunities to provide uh, instruction as adjunct instructors at the university for our uh, teachers in our Department of Education. Um, and we at Carlo have expanded that model to include nursing, counseling, and speech and language practitioners. And these are all individuals at Carlo who um, require experiences in both pediatric and early adolescent rotations for their given professions. And they provide um, supports and lessons to our students and our teachers as well. So it's a very dynamic relationship that we have. That is really interesting. So you're training the pre-service teachers who haven't yet graduated, but also those gaining more certification. So I can see how uh, the laboratory name is it. How do your students benefit from uh, this wonderful training? What's really unique about our environment is that our students and teachers benefit by being up on the latest in evidence-based practices in education. And it also allows us to wrap around services and supports that aren't always easily found in smaller independent schools, um, such as counseling. We have full-time nursing support here all the time. And then our students also, especially in the middle school, have opportunities to join in uh, Carlo University programs and we share university facilities. So students during their science fair projects are using our 
science laboratories that the university students use. We get invited to participate in some of the guest speaker series that go on and we participate with our art gallery on campus. And additionally, the teachers in our facility are able to take master's level coursework for a small fraction of the cost. And then they bring that learning back into their classrooms as well. That's great. Now, Jessica, your STEAM curriculum, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math, I like that, S-T-E-A-M, <laughs> is connected to the five mercy critical concerns. Tell us about the link. Absolutely. So the overarching philosophy of STEAM is really to demonstrate the interrelated nature of learning and provide students with the ability to solve problems through authentic creation and through the infusion of technology. And this really dovetails nicely with the Mercy Critical Concerns, which are racism, women's issues, immigration, nonviolence, and the environment. And a great example of this would be that during our study of Africa, our fifth grade students read a novel called A Long Walk to Water, and they simulated how it would feel to carry water for miles in order to gather fresh water, as many students um, in different regions of Africa do before they go to school every day. And this, this project then includes areas in mathematics like measurement. They talk about water as a source of, um, as part of their science units, agriculture, it goes into history and culture. And, um, and also then dovetails nicely with our critical concerns of the environment. So this is a good example because we believe strongly that students learn best when they can see the inner interconnection of content and that they have an opportunity to wrestle with real world authentic concerns, especially when that leads to collaboration, creation, and the opportunity to lead and advocate for others. I like that how the mercy theme, critical concerns kind of interlink with the STEAM. Um, it's appropriate. Now you're on the campus of Carlo University and Carlo is very near and dear to the Burke family, my family. Uh, mm -hmm. My sister Linda graduated uh, in, in the nursing school program and my nephew Donovan is currently in the nursing program at Carlo University. And then when I was at the uh, St. Paul Cathedral as parochial vicar, I did a lot of uh, masses for the students there. So it's a great connection. Um, you're on the campus of Carlo, but you also have a strong relationship with Duquesne, which I'm also an alumnus of. What, how is that connection with, with Duquesne, too? Sure. So um, as a fellow Catholic uh, school, we, we, we believe we have a shared heritage as Catholic universities in the city. And so we provide placements for Duquesne pre-service teachers through their practicum and student teaching experiences. And I have to say, historically, we've been really impressed with the preparation of those students that come and participate with us in our programs. And they're literally like two or three miles down the road, too. So That's right. That's right. Not only uh, the Catholic connection, but the geographic connection, too. So, And they're two great Catholic universities. Absolutely. Now, the Campus Laboratory School of Carlo University includes early childhood options based on the Montessori and Reggio-inspired programs. Uh, can you tell our listeners about that? Yes. So interestingly enough, both Montessori and Reggio Emilia have their origins in Italy. Um, our Montessori program has been part of Campus Laboratory School since 1973. And the goal of Montessori programming is really to nurture each child's natural desire for knowledge, uh, understanding, and respect. 
And so in a Montessori program, students have a lot of agency to determine the work that they will complete through hands-on exploration and activities. Um, and while teachers facilitate that, the interesting thing is that it is considered work. And so students have a real sense of importance of, of what they're doing. In a Reggio Amelia-inspired preschool, this is a newer addition to our program. Um, it has to be called Reggio Amelia-inspired, interestingly enough, because the only um, Reggio programs are in Italy. Um, but in these classrooms, the curriculum stems from particular interests of children. And so curriculum topics are chosen from talking with children and their families and what teachers observe in the classroom they know kids are interested in. So a unit could be about puddles or dinosaurs um, and teachers work together to plan sessions to decide what projects are best suited for their classrooms. And then they really try to take the time to give, um, to make them as in depth as possible. And they bring in um, outside community as well to make those links for children. So they have very similar themes, um, but they're a little bit different in application. Yeah, because I've always heard about the Montessori program, but I never was, I'm not real, this is the first time I've uh, heard about the Reggio inspired program, but I could see how they both can be very beneficial to that. So that's really Absolutely. interesting. You know. Now, one final question before we take a break. You also are known for your Dyslexia and Learning Center. Can you tell our listeners about that briefly? Our Dyslexia and Learning Center is the true hallmark of our programming here at Campus Laboratory School. Um, Carlo University itself is well regarded for the work that they do in um, evidence-based practices related to the science of reading. And our Dyslexia and Learning Center um, is something that we have been growing over the past three years. It, it really starts in our general education classrooms where we ensure that students have a strong foundational curriculum um, in early literacy. So we're talking really about phonemic awareness um, and phonics uh, in order to increase fluency for our students as they get up through the older grades and, and help them thrive as readers. And then students who need additional supports are provided these during the school day. Um, we just recently expanded our program to include summer camp instruction and after school programming. And both of those are open and available to students throughout the region looking for structured literacy support. But we do believe that this program is foundational to our philosophy of inclusion and welcoming all learners into our community. Well, that sounds like Carlo is very, very welcoming uh, to its students and to be able to offer that uh, learning center for dyslexia. That's, that's just a wonderful extra additive incentive, especially for the, for the families that are seeking a, a good education and to have that love and that support. Um, there's that laboratory word that stands out, you know, when I think of that too, to, to have all that, the, the STEAM, um, the Montessori, the Reggio, your connections and with the dyslexia in the learning center very appropriate. So well, we have lots more to talk about. We'll take a break. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke here on KDK Radio. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, pastor at St. Benedict the Moore Parish in the Hill District and St. Mary Magdalene Parish in the East End. This Sunday morning, we are featuring the Carlo uh, Laboratory School uh, on the campus of Carlo University in Oakland. And my guest this morning is Jessica Webster, who is the head of school at the Campus Laboratory School. Now, uh, Jessica, we were talking uh, in the first half about uh, the wonderful different 
missions and uh, with the stream and the um, Montessori program, lots of great different things. And obviously the Sisters of Mercy who own and operate uh, Carlo University, they're renowned for their commitment to service. Uh, You start them young at the campus school and you plant the seeds and there's that laboratory, you watch it grow. Can you give us examples of the service and curriculum projects that the uh, Carlo Campus uh, Laboratory School offers? Absolutely. Um, We actually do begin very early. Um, One of the things that we do is we pair our students with um, partners, buddies, in different grade levels so that our youngest students are interacting with our oldest students and our oldest students have opportunities to model and demonstrate service towards others with their buddies. So that's one important thing of how we do that to build culture here. Um, But this actually really begins with our families who model generosity and hospitality, both in their home communities and part of ours. Um, Our PTA has a parent service coordinator who helps support service so that our families can engage in service outside of the school day and week. Um, and, and that becomes a, a huge social experience for our families. Each year, classes sponsor service projects. And, and sometimes these just include collecting donations for an area in the local community or in the international community that they see a need for. We try to tie those back into the curriculum. So students who are learning about weather patterns in sixth grade may then engage in a bake sale to raise money for hurricane victims in an area that's been impacted uh, recently by a hurricane. Um, And we also engage with the university itself and the Sisters of Mercy through their collections, donations, and during non-COVID times, um, student, our students will spend time at the, at the convent with some of the sisters. Um, we, we tend to do things around Halloween with them. We make cards um, and, and do some social events with them as well. Um, and then each year we celebrate Mercy Day, which is actually coming up uh, officially on Wednesday. The whole campus participates. Um, and so this year, Um, We're going back to some traditional things that we had done during Mercy Week um, pre-COVID. And one of the things we're doing is hosting a -a walkathon, and that money will be used to raise money for the Mercy Without Borders program uh, that supports female education in um, other countries. Wow. So Mercy Day is coming up this coming Wednesday. That's great. Absolutely. the, uh, the campus at Carlo University, even though it is in the hustle and bustle of the Oakland section of the city of Pittsburgh, it stands up on the hill and it's a beautiful, beautiful campus. Now, your outdoor classroom is a student favorite and especially uh, this past week, we've had such uh, beautiful weather uh, outside. Um, what do you do outside with, with your students in creating an outdoor classroom? I like that idea. We do everything outside. Um, So during the pandemic, we've been so blessed to be on this little oasis in the middle of the city. We always say it's a hidden gem up here on the hill. People don't even know we're here. Um, But our building is situated in the middle of campus. So right outside our building is the campus green. And our students eat lunch outside, spread out on on yoga mats every day or around the tables that are on, on the porches that surround us. Um, We started that during the pandemic to make sure that we were as safe as possible. And um, it's actually become a really special time where kids just get to relax and be with their friends outside. 
Um, and then we have recess daily outdoors. We also use the entire campus as our classroom. So students will go outside with their teacher to participate in journaling, um, study activities, group work. They may have specific lessons that they're doing that involve nature or using nature as uh, inspiration for art or music, those sorts of things. Um, last week, for instance, our students analyzed various monuments that are around our campus as part of a larger 9-11 memorial project. And, you know, with a koi pond and an outdoor garden classroom, this campus provides a unique opportunity for learning and a beautiful environment. So we absolutely recognize how lucky we are to be here. So I know a lot of schools uh, utilize the outdoors uh, because of COVID, but uh, the campus laboratory school kind of like was ahead of its time to utilize the class outside as a classroom and the beautiful campus. As you said, it's a hidden gem there in, in Oakland and to see overlook the city of Pittsburgh and um, and the weather that we've been having these last several several weeks just has been phenomenal. So I'm just sure surely the, the students and the teachers uh, you know, take every opportunity they can to get some fresh air practice your social distancing, but also the, the beauty and wonder of, of God's creation out there. Absolutely. So, we know we're blessed. <laughs> now, you're also working hard to, to build connections with the West Oakland neighborhood. Uh, what are your, some of your successes and plans? So I don't know if everyone's familiar with the history of the West Oakland neighborhood, but years ago, uh, St. Agnes Catholic School was a neighborhood school for West Oakland um, in our area. And since that school has closed, um, there really isn't a local Catholic school nearby. So we have been doing in a lot of discussions and um, we've been really proud to welcome students from the local neighborhood into our school. We're hoping to expand our model to provide not just opportunities for school year and day learning, but welcoming students from the neighborhood into our after school and our summer programming. We did that this summer and it was very successful. Um, we've also donated gently used books and in partnership with Steel City Helping Hands, last year we organized summer bags full of games and snacks for the community that they distributed during uh, one of their food distributions. And over the summer, some of our students helped build and install a little free library for the community, um, which we were very excited to debut over the summer. It was wonderful. I think ultimately our goal is to learn from and with our neighborhood, with our neighbors, um, because we believe that they have a lot to offer our students and our community as well. Um, and then as part of our strategic plan, we'll, we're gonna be launching a capital campaign to renovate that St. Agnes School. And that will include a playground to share with the community and a state-of-the-art early learning and preschool center that will also house the university apprenticeship and pre-apprenticeship programs which provide a pipeline for individuals um, to become uh, certified in early learning as early learning teachers. So we're very excited about that. That will be coming um, hopefully soon. We'll be able to start um, launching that campaign. Mm -hmm. Utilize that building next door. Yeah. And, um, and it, so you're, you're expanding the campus. Absolutely. Wow. Now, uh, for parents who might be interested in learning more about the Campus Laboratory School of, of Carlo University, uh, can you tell us how to get in touch with you? 
Yeah, we're always eager to share our story and our mission with others. So anyone who's interested in learning more about our community can always visit our website. And that is www.campusschool.carlo.edu. And you can learn more about our programming. You can set up a tour right online. And there's also opportunities to provide financial support for some of the initiatives we talked about today that include scholarship opportunities for students in our West Oakland neighborhood um, to join our summer after school and school day programs. And you're always welcome to give us a call at 412-578-6158. They can set up a tour, walk around, see the campus, see the kids outside. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, um, that that's that's the best way to see it is is live in person and really get to know the program. Yeah, Jessica Webster, the head of school for the Campus Laboratory School of Carlo University. Thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. We'll be back in a moment here on KDK Radio. This week in our plus segment, we are continuing through Ordinary Time. This is the twenty sixth Sunday of Ordinary Time. We'll continue reading in the Gospel of Mark. This gospel passage this weekend concentrates on the demands for entering the kingdom of God. Jesus manifests great uh, tolerance for those casting out demons in the name and condemns those who create scandal for the little ones, not necessarily children, but those whose faith is still tender or the disciples who are just beginning uh, the journey. We just celebrated the first uh, day of fall this past week. The autumn season is upon us. The leaves are changing, colors are changing, temperatures are getting cooler, and this season invites us to let go what hinders us, the hands, the feet, and the eyes uh, of the instruments of sin. And Jesus' graphic illustration reminds the disciples that they must be ready to let go of everything, including their pride in order to uh, enter the kingdom of God. Nobody should be preventing uh, from invoking the power uh, to, to drive out demons, but God bestows his gifts freely on all of us. So have a great week. We'll be back in a couple of weeks here on KDK Radio. Thanks for joining us.